This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Hunter and Dave and Harriet is still on holidays, but we promise you she's back next week, Dave. Oh, she's back next week? Exactly. Oh, it's only so as far excited. as you have to go. Uh, it is 21 minutes to 7. Uh, it's a 20 for a top of 26 today, which isn't too bad because it's looking pretty grim out there at the moment, isn't it? It is looking a bit grim, but uh, the air balloons are up and about and so are we. It's good in there. If it looks grim out here, but it's very glamorous in here today because we have not one, but two of Melbourne's finest housewives coming live into the studio. It's Lydia Chavallo and Venus Bebahani clark Oh! She's a new one. I've been practicing that name. And you are so excited. I can see it on your face. <laughs> it is going to be a bumper show. It is, guys. Uh, Dave, just looking at me closely enough, have you missed me this week? or I've missed you a lot. You have? Yeah. I've had a pretty wild week. I'm going to tell you all about that. And I've Ooh. got here on the rundown that you're not doing very well at the gym, which is unusual because I'm looking at your <laughs> stunning figure before me. So you're going to run us through. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's always fun. Always fun at the gym. Oh, no, folks. Here comes Dave across the field. He's playing Whose Line Is It Anyway? He's playing Shop who's playing funny hands, Dave. Have you lost your mind? It's sport, not theatre sports. It's Dave Sports Rap. Thanks, Hunter and Bernard Tomic. You know, he's my man. He will not contest the Australian Open with the 25 year old electing not to take up the invitation for next week's wild card playoff. That's a huge shame. I'm sure he would have done the nation very proud had he tried, Dave. Come on, Tennis Australia, get your act together. Is it Tennis Australia's fault, really? Look at the evidence. Moving along. English Premier League, uh, the rampant Manchester City beat Crosstown rivals Manchester United 2-1 to go 11 points clear and that is a massive gap uh, the Merseyside, Merseyside Derby it was a one-all draw between Liverpool and Everton Woo-hoo! and AFLW I know you're all a big fan favourite for some waffle news the controversial last disposal out of bounds rule is set to be introduced in the AFLW next year this rule has been well received in the two seasons of data showing the games are more free-flowing which is a perfect uh, setting Not up a the clue s- what that's about, Dave. <laughs> Perfect uh, solution for setting up the second season of the AFL W. And that was Dave Sports Wrap. Joy.org.au. Can I tell you about my bit of panic last night? So I've got home from work and I was absolutely wrecked. So I've hopped straight into bed. This is like 5.15pm. You went to bed at 5.15pm Yes, I've hopped night. straight into bed. Yeah. And I've... um. And uh, so I was, uh, had a bit of a nap time and whatever else. But then I woke up in a bit of a panic and I saw my phone was telling me that it was 6.58. So you've been asleep for an hour, roughly. Yes. However, I thought it was like 12 or 13 hours. And I was thinking, oh, oh no, I'm like the tag team. <laughs> oh, because you meant to be at the radio. Yes, yeah, so I was thinking, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm trying to calculate in my head. How, how, how far yeah. into the radio did you get? Um, well, I was thinking about how, you know, can I get there for the 8 o'clock news? Can I get there for our guests after 8 o'clock? Is it worth coming in? You know what Lydia and Venus Bebahani-Clark? Yes, exactly. But then I started thinking, I've got no missed calls, no messages from Hunter saying, like, where are you or are you coming in or anything? So 
I took it two ways. One, you just dominated radio by yourself, just on the panel. Just, I appreciate that. Yeah, just getting phone calls coming in and yep. just talking about yourself, which is yep. nothing... Uh, not, not a huge change. <laughs> not not a huge say. change. <laughs> but then I thought to myself... Maybe I just don't have a big role in the tag team. Like, uh, you know what? Uh, we've got these segments lined up, um, Harry. Um, if Dave rocks up, we'll do that. But if he doesn't, it's no big deal. Yeah, I was like, I've got a couple of segments in the pipeline. Harry's on holidays. All I need now is Dave to take a sick day, and yes. I'm finally yes. yes. The, the true tag team in its true form. What would you be talking about? And would it be called, it couldn't be called the, called the tag team. Who are you tagging? No, I, I mean I'm joking. I did have to do half an hour on my own a couple of weeks ago, and it was very, very grim. <laughs> so please don't ever sleep. Please don't ever sleep right through. <laughs> I thought with ABC dumping Red Simon's that you would be the replacement on ABC, just talking blah blah blah. blah I mean, for a I was I think I wasn't a consideration, but they've yet to give me a call. I once woke up, uh, did the exact same thing, had been asleep for two hours, woke up thinking it was time to get up, and was had a shower in the lot. Like I was halfway out the door, thinking, oh, it's oh. dark. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's about nine PM. So oh, the toughest part is that you, you actually—I actually wanted a few hours sleep, but I woke up and I've like increased my heart rate so yeah. quickly that I had to get up now. It just shows that humans are stupid, isn't it? <laughs> Although it happens to birds too. If there's ever a solar, this is a fun fact, you mate. If okay. there's ever a solar eclipse, the birds think it's nice time to go to bed. Then when the sun comes back up, they start chirping like idiots, uh, absolute idiots. Joy.org.au. Dave, I've got some bad news for you. Actually. You know, this might be good news for me. It could, it could be news, actually, because you know, every, I mean, listeners would know you're unlucky in love. Um, and as heading into Christmas, we're about to hit what they call Dump Day. Ooh, do you know that Dump Day? I do, it's I do. data has shown that two weeks before Christmas Day is the day of the year when most couples decide to call it quits. But also, studies show that the ice cream sales and tissue sales are also up in the round Dump Day, too. It's probably for the same reason, you think. You get straight <laughs> into it. it Don't you think that's weird, though, that people want to get, people want to be heartbroken over Christmas? Yeah, I think it's a very strange time to break up. It's like one of those things where you just push through to the new year and then once the sort of January months come along and then you flick them Get off. Get rid of them. Yeah. I thought that too, but there is, it does make sense. There are a couple of theories. They reckon for new couples, some people may decide that they don't want their new squeeze to meet their family. Oh, yes. That makes sense, doesn't it? Like it if does. you know you're going to divorce someone, sorry, probably not divorce, that's to be serious. If you know you're going to... Well, it's possible now for same-sex couples. If you know you're going to ditch somebody... Then you don't want to have to go and introduce it oh, to mum and dad oh, only yes. a week later to be like, remember Pam? Well, she's old news, mate. I see. Pam was yesterday's love, mother. Get used to yep. it or get out. You don't want to be saying that. I like that. that. Uh, and also, people that are a little tight with the purse strings, money-minded people, you don't want to spend money on a very expensive gift only to... Chuck them out. But also, on the other hand, if they are really a good gift buyer, you might just hold on to them for a few more weeks, true, isn't it? True, get that true. Christmas present, get yeah. that uh, get Maserati, the... and off you go into the sunset. Get the Christmas present and get the receipt as well. That's what I'd say. Um, but it's, there is some good news because the new year is a very common oh. time to hook up with a new lover. Can't wait. Which is great. So January could yeah. be your month, babe. I am waiting for all the rejects to break up yeah. on their uh, relationship <laughs> and I'll be... Uh, <laughs> Hanging around like a Christmas vulture. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's one of my favourite things. But what I like about this morning is that we're going to delve deeper into the life of Hunter and uh, find out about what some of your favourite things. Yes, we're going to do, next up, we're going to do, you, you've probably heard of Oprah's favourite things. Yeah, we have. Well, get ready for Hunter's favourite things. We're going to have to sound the bells because we're going to have a Christmas extravaganza. Joy.org.au Dave, have you heard of a little someone called Oprah Winfrey? Eventually, she was meant to be called Orpah, but they spelt it wrong. Anyway, she has a thing called her favourite things. <gasps> 
at her now? <laughs> and I thought we should do Hunter's favourite yes. thing. Yes. To get into the Christmas spirit, we're going to go through and ask Hunter what are his top five favourite things. I'm going to give you the top five things that if you're listening out there, you need to get out and get for your Christmas season, okay? Now, lots of lots of companies and businesses around the world have been throwing their products at me, begging for an endorsement, but they're not going to get one because this is already preset and it's not commercially influenced here. Ooh, Enjoy, okay, obviously. yeah, just okay. a disclaimer there for everyone. Hunter's favourite things, number one, Dave. Any guesses? Uh, Dave the Apprentice. It's napping. Woo! Yeah! Give it up for well napping. Done. You can have a nap. You can have a nap. Everybody can have a nap. Hey, remember when I saw Gail, Oprah's Gail oh, in LA? Did? I think yes. that's when this idea really came to yeah. me. Gail looked into my eyes and I thought, I am the Australian Oprah Gail. Yeah, you are. Napping is great, mate. And never, do you, this music is insane. Never do you need a nap more than on Christmas Day, hey? My second favourite thing? Okay. My new lunchbox. Oh, yes. Can't recommend it highly enough. Yes. Stop going to shops for lunches, guys. Just pack a lunchbox. You'll never be happier. I can see your lunchbox being on one of those late night infomercials. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Hunter's box. Appreciate it. <laughs> that was like for. What do you want to put in that lunchbox? I'll tell you. Number three on Hunter's favourite things for 2017. It is. A roast chicken. Yes. I've recently rediscovered the roast chicken, and I've got to tell you, it's been life-changing. If you're a vegan or a vegetarian, just get a vegetable alternative. Maybe a cabbage. Pop that in your lunchbox. What more could you want? Also, unbranded roast chicken as well. We're not going to mention where to get the chicken from. Just a chicken. Absolutely. Any yeah. chicken. Yeah. Just go and catch one. That's fine. <laughs> uh, number four, dinosaurs. A lot of people think they're just for kids, but I think they're still pretty cool. So dinosaurs? Let's give it up for dinosaurs. Wow. And last but not least, it's another food-related one. Oh, okay. No surprises there. Uh, it's not very glam. Chocolate muffin. It's porridge. Oh, there people you go. The porridge is, you know, olden days or maybe for olden people, but I tell you, I have it every day and it's quite delicious. And there you go. And there's nothing wrong with you at all. Joy.org.au Speaking of the festive season, Dave, it is tis the season for the work Christmas party oh. coming up, isn't it? And, you know, Christmas party, they can kind of go either way, don't you think? Mm. I have our Christmas party from about March, April. I eyed off. Did you, what, sorry? I eyed off from about March, oh, April. Oh, really? Yeah, you start I'm, counting down? Yeah, pretty does much. Your joint, does your work joint do a big do? They do a big do on the last day. So we sort of go in for a few hours and we start at midday. Yeah. That's dangerous. With a bit of game That's of cricket. Oh, really? A bit of elbow bending with yeah. glasses in the hands. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. They could go two ways. Do you, have you, do you always keep yourself neat, or what's your sort of what's your Christmas party approach? Uh, I try and keep it a bit of banter, talk to a, lot, to a lot of the staff members and stuff like that. But I, I, I generally well behaved. I always make, there's always in my case there's always one or two people in the office that I know it is an absolute death sentence to get stuck with at a party. Ooh. Do you have one of them? Oh, yeah, we've got one. But avoid them at all. Oh, times. I can't believe this guy. I won't name him or anything. I don't think he's. Oh, a big I don't think he's a big listener <laughs> on the show. <laughs> but he's um, he had a bit of a nightmare last year's Christmas party. Like he was abusing not only other staff members but stealing their drinks. <gasps> um, I think he may have possibly even snuck in a bit of a death threat to the managing director. No, what do you? talking about? Yes. No. Um, yes. 100%. Well, <laughs> we don't know exactly know what happened over that Christmas period, but there was a resignation, there was a sacking, there was a resignation and a reinstatement. So... And he's back. He's back. He's had a great year. He's, oh, he's wow. one of our he best really turned employees. that around. Yes, he, he did, yeah. Oh, what a year he's had from <laughs> exactly. zero to hero. But I find it funny. We, we kicked him out of the Christmas party at one stage and everybody thought, oh, you know, you can relax a little bit. Everyone was on edge. Right, relax a little bit. Um, half an hour later, you see this taxi 
driving up to the Christmas party with him in the back seat with his <gasps> winner. It was like a villain that we've killed and he's back to get us again. <laughs> like Scream 3. Yes. <laughs> there are people that are sort of notorious for uh, wrecking themselves at the Christmas mm. party. I had that a couple of years ago. Um, two uh, women bailed up in the toilets, just really, just really venting their spleen oh. after a year of office tension. Yeah. Nothing rings in the new year like a venting of a spleen, does it? joy.org.au Now, guys, you may have felt things get a little more glamorous just now over the radio, and that's because we are joined live in the studio by two of Melbourne's finest real housewives. It's Lydia and Venus. Welcome, ladies. Good morning. How are you? We're very well. And you have brought, Lydia, a very, very special guest with you in today. Tell us who it is. Mr. Figaro. Yes. <laughs> Your puppy, is he, uh, what sort of what sort of dog is Figaro? Puppy, he's nine years old. Is he? Yes. Wow. He's still quite miniature. Yeah, well, because he's an Italian greyhound. Right, 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 right. They so usually, we adults usually grow, but dogs stay <laughs> the same. <laughs> stay the same forever. Perfect. Absolute full house in the studio. Lydia, we've just started the new season of Housewives. Enjoying it? You're a pro at these, this, these days. Um, okay. Are you still shocked by what you see, what goes to air on the show? Uh, yes, I am, actually. Um, I am. I've got the lovely, gorgeous Venus here beside me, and I think she sort of <laughs> gets quite shocked as well. Look, I, I'm I'm shocked with uh, some of the language, actually. it uh, It's really quite disgusting. But, you know, that's some of the women. It's how they roll. And take us through, like, do you watch it in the same way each week? So have you seen the episode when it goes to air and do you watch it with a group or do you just lock down on your own and watch We've it? We've had to watch uh, the episodes beforehand because we're actually filming um, the reunion soon. So oh. we have to know what goes on. But every week, um, you know, I have a house full of people and I feed them on a Wednesday at 830 and we sit down and watch, you know, oh, the housewives. Yeah, so I think if it was I me, really I'd be wrapped up in a blanket I'm still watching talking. I'm still talking. <laughs> 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 yeah, apologies, Lydia. That's the first time so, that's ever happened on the day. The hunter's been told to shut up. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, but we, we keep reliving it. So it's actually a lot of fun. Excellent. Excellent. Can I go now? Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> uh, Venus, you're brand new this year. And I have to say, I'm not sure what took the producers so long to find you. Oh, that's very sweet. I want to yeah. talk about your housewife tagline. So for those who don't know, at the start of the episode, you all spin around and give us an excellent one-liner. Do you know what yours is? Yes, I do know what mine is. Of course she does. But we, we get given some taglines that we choose from. Well, I was so going to say, it's not often... It's not of, yeah, we don't actually come up with our own taglines. Oh, some of we, us do. Well, I didn't. Mm. I didn't come up with my own tagline. I had something else in mind, but um, I had, obviously, the planet and the hot thing added yeah. to it, so I wanted something a little That's bit That's cool, though. Well, I, I was going to say, it's not often that you learn something from a tagline. <laughs> so, Venus, yours is, when you're named after the hottest planet, things are sure to get fiery. Yes. Mm. Did anybody here know that Venus was the hottest planet? Yes. Yes, Did I knew it was. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. As if, oh, year 10 science. I was A grade there. We've been we've done a bit of brainstorming. You've come up with one for yourself, haven't you, Hunter? Yeah, do you want to hear mine, ladies? That'll yeah. be yeah. this morning. Oh, yeah, I ready? love that, Hunter. Yeah. Okay, here it is. I may have trained as a junior ballroom dancer in Pakenham, but I won't dance around the issue. Oh, oh I like that. Be honest, be honest, be That's honest. That's very cool. That's I right. think you need to join our crew with I the taglines. Oh. I could do it. <laughs> Me and Figaro could have a tagline. Dave, have you thought about yours? Or? Oh, no. Put on the spot here? <laughs> I've talked about that we've done the hours of brainstorming and you put me on the spot. I don't know. Maybe you guys can come up with one for me. 
Uh, Being no a thanks. single, lovely, attractive oh. gay guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Is that, it? that could just be I'm it. David. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, we've lost a few ladies from this series. Lydia, let's start with which, on, which of the dearly departed women have, will you miss at least, the least? Uh, either of them. Either of them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, Susie was just a nutcase. Ooh. I didn't like her at yep. all. Um, Cheeks, whatever she does, and... And uh, PF, you know, she's actually missed the most, I think, because she was very, very funny. But, um, you know, um, we've got a great <laughs> cast. We've got a great I think Penny Flesh, she really brought the women. drama, but that would have been hard work in real life, right? Yeah, yeah, she was. She was hard work. But, uh, look, I really, really am enjoying the new girls. V here next to me is just the bomb. She's... And V, had you followed had you followed the series before you joined it? I watched season one, and then I had so much going on in my life that I really didn't have much time for television. To be honest, no, honestly, no, um, she's got kids. I've got two young kids. Married. I had just um, <laughs> broken just up. Slap me, sorry. I just broken up from a long term relationship, and um, and I was just travelling a lot and pursuing so many things, and I really didn't get time to. Um, for, I was watching Gina and what Gina was doing because Gina's a good friend of mine and I was watching her from afar, all the achievements. But I wasn't watching the series. Um, I then commenced watching season two and season three after I was cast for the show. That's and right. boy, did I see what an improvement, what an amazing show it had become because season mm. one was so new. And um, and I really didn't know much about the Real Housewives chain at that time. But, w- boy, when I watched season two and three, I thought, what a fantastic show. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. And that's why I decided to, to join. We've got Lydia, Venus and Figaro from the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Now, guys. Good morning. This is the Again. first season, I believe, where uh, the Sydney series has already aired. Is that correct? Yes. 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 And so did you feel, was there any sort of, did you feel they had to up the ante? Because they copped a bit of flack for, I think, for being a bit over the top, right? I think they started over the top. They kind of started saying, oh, my God, we're going to be the best housewives. We're going to shit all over Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> and then they kind of um, took the shit out of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you think they started so high there was nowhere to go? Look, it- can I say, I think all, all the Sydney housewives are really amazing women. You know, top women, great casting. However, I think what had actually has happened there is, you know, they were starting, instead of starting at season one, they thought, my God, we have to match the housewives of Melbourne. So they anted it up to, you know, our season three. Yeah, where ratchet they right up. You know, started because think about it. A lot of the people and viewers actually know our personalities now. You know, they know I have an Andrew. I've got kids. I've been married in Florence. I've got Mr. Figaro. You know, <laughs> so no one actually knew anything about Nicole or Lisa or Athena or any of the you know Victoria. So they just went really gung ho at the start. So yeah. I think if they, but you know what, I think you guys are really going to um, be shocked at, at hopefully the next season because um, I think the, the recipe has really, really changed. Excellent. I think I like some that. of the women kind of started making it a competition, whereas the others, the ones that were enjoyable to watch 
they didn't treat it as competition. Oh, and you don't think there's competition in our episode? You know, no, series? no, no. Just commencing, comparing Sydney, Melbourne. Oh, right. Yeah, between of, the two yeah, of us. Yeah, between the two. You're not saying, Venus, this is going to be nice as pie in Melbourne. It's not all sunshine <laughs> and picnics. It's, it's very rare absolutely. that Sydney beat Melbourne in anything. So. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. can't have that going at all. <laughs> now, ladies, just before we let you go, Venus, you're brand new uh, to the series. And Lydia, yes. we do know you. But we thought it'd be nice to get to know you both a little bit more uh, in the most glamorous way possible. Yes. Beauty pageants, okay? Yes. So I'm going to ask each of you a pageant question. Yes. And then Dave is going to crown Ooh. who is Miss Melbourne. Judge okay. Dave. Ooh. Okay, so Lydia first. I'm going to go with you. Lydia, representing Melbourne, who is the most influential person in your life, not including Figaro? In my life, my mother actually influences me hugely and uh, our governor, uh, Linda Dessa, I mm. love. Oh. oh, really? Why is that? Um, I've known her for a very long time. Our children, Joshua and my daughter, Monique, went to school together. So I've known Linda for a very long time and Tony and the kids. And she's just sensible, amazing, genuine. She's just so humble and she just knows. She's just got it. I love Linda. That was an excellent answer. Yeah, we love Halfway to the tiara with that. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Venus Bebahani Clark. Have I got that right? I've been You've practicing got it all right. morning. Excellent. Perfect. Now, is that a housewife name or not? It was like you were born to be a housewife. <laughs> uh, Venus, representing the eastern suburbs, if you had a magic wand, what is the one thing you would ask for and why? So what does the eastern suburbs and the wand have to do with it? Oh, no, I was just, uh, you were just representing the eastern suburbs. Yes. Rep- but, I mean, you can, you, if you can I, magic If I had a away. magic wand, what would I do with that magic wand? I'd try and ha- help the HIV epidemic. What an answer. What That's, an answer. I mean, with Victoria being the largest epidemic of HIV in the, in the country, I would try and... Do something about it. Magic that away. With that bloody magic wand. Well, that's too That makes my job very tough. I'm going to go with Venus with that answer. It's some joy. I have to go with that's well, right. You have strong arms even to a win. Yeah, I'll give Lydia one more opportunity to sneak me a little $20 note and then I might decide. Well, guys, you can catch Lydia and Venus on The Real Housewives of Melbourne, which airs on Foxtel's Arena at 8 30 on Wednesday night. Lydia and Venus, thank you so much for joining us. Joy.org.au Lee Carney is a lawyer in the LGBTI Rights Unit at the Human Rights Law Centre and they've been at the coalface of marriage equality and we are very lucky to have Lee join us now. Welcome, Lee. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Now, marriage equality is finally law in Australia as of last Thursday. How was the moment for you being so close to it in your role? It was incredible. Um, Anna Brown and I were sitting in the chamber as it finally happened, as the vote occurred and just to have four people on one side of the chamber voting no and to have so many MPs on the other side of the chamber that they didn't even have enough seats for them all to sit down. Uh-huh. And to, It was just an incredible moment and there were so many people. We packed out every single seat in the public gallery with marriage equality supporters um, who were jumping for joy, who started singing, who were clapping and you know, there were so many tears in the house but it, for once it was for a good reason. Now, take us a little bit behind the curtain on the singing, Lee, okay? Because that was great to watch. But who was in charge of it? How did you know what you are going to sing? How were you across the lyrics? How did that happen? <laughs> well, um, as with anything with the LGBTI community, there was much debate on exactly what was going to happen. <laughs> um, and the song choices, you should have heard them. Um, so oh, I think tell Lisa us. Zabansky, yeah, she suggested um, Advanced Australia Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we thought, well, you know, not sure about Advanced Australia Fair. Lots of people thought, oh, what about Somewhere Over the Rainbow? But then there was a fairly, oh, yeah. uh, you know, strong um, argument that it's quite difficult to sing and we're not all very good singers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. Go for something a bit easier. 
Um, and it, I think the idea behind it was um, we want something that is really um, a unifying moment, like what happened in the New Zealand Parliament, something that brings together all Australians after the, you know, the kind of the divisiveness of the postal survey. Um, yeah, I should say that a lot of the discussion um, I wasn't part of because we were still trying to focus on um, knocking down the amendments in the House. But there was, there was a flurry of discussion. And I think eventually, um, in the end, um, a lot of people were really happy. And, and even though a lot of people said, um, oh, you know, that's a bit hokey or it's a bit corny, they still bawled their eyes out when we were singing it. So. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> was the song Locomotion ever featured in the discussion? Yeah, that would have been amazing. There were some pretty funny ones that were, were suggested as well. But, um, yeah, I think in the end we could only sing one song. So <laughs> Excellent. Now, hey, Lee, when you obviously we've had a great end to the year. When you look back over the year, what was the point where you really started to think that marriage equality was possible in 2017? Oh, I think for me it was the 15th. And mm. a lot of people have said that, you know, it had a very different feeling. Um, November the 15th, because this was when we got confirmation that the majority of Australians had voted yes. Um, and for a lot of people, that was a more emotional moment because once that had happened, um, you know, there was this really strong sense that we couldn't be silenced now and it couldn't be stopped. And there was so much momentum that it really had to go through from there. So I think that was the moment for me. But the the actual moment was when it went through in the, in the house. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, I think even though we knew the numbers would be strong, our main concern was about the amendments. We were really worried, and some of the amendments um, were quite close. They were only voted down by nine votes, so it was all down to the wire until the last second. Now, was listening to Bob Catter carry on about rubbish one of the most painful times for you? Yeah, that was a that was a moment. It was the end of a long day. I think he spoke at about 10.30, um, and... He was the last of 150 MPs who had mostly been very um, gracious and respectful. Um, and it was, it was really difficult, I think, for a lot of us um, who were watching to, to, you know, just sit there silently and absorb. And um, it was really wonderful. Warren Ent the next day um, came up to um, Anna Brown and I and said, you know, I really need to... I've been thinking about it all night. I've been thinking about it and, you know, we can... You know, try and ignore it. We can try and dismiss him um, as a joke, but I really think we need to call it out and say that it's unacceptable, and say that he is in the minority and he's not—he's um, not representative of the majority of views. And so then, in his first speech the next morning, wrapping up the second reading speeches, um, Warren very strongly spoke about the fact that you know it wasn't okay, it was cringeworthy, it was mm. offensive, it was humiliating, and we shouldn't have had to have listened to it. And so having that kind of support from you know, a politician who's been campaigning for this for years, who's a, you know, far north Queensland crocodile hunter. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it was really amazing to see just how far everyone had come. And um, in that moment, that it was almost strange that we, we felt like, oh, well, we're not the only ones fighting this. It really is other people who've been thinking about this and who really understand that, you know, talking about, um, you know, the, the kind of the most offensive things that Bob Cutter said about, you know, kind of, gay people infecting children with HIV AIDS, um, that, that's just really unacceptable in 2017. Absolutely. Now, Lee, just before we let you go, do you know, uh, can you tell us, when is the first date that uh, gay couples or same-sex couples will be able to marry in Australia? It's the 9th of January. 9th of but, January? Um, 9th of January, I should say. So it's already gone through. You can already lodge your notice of motion. That started on Saturday. Um, but what happens is you have to give a 28-day notice 
um, of your intention to marry. But if you are in a situation where um, it would cause you hardship to have to wait that long, um, you, there is discretion from the registrar to waive that period. So I think there's some couples where they're both, you know, they've been together for 50 years and they're both in their 90s. So yeah, they, they, they could probably done. apply oh, to get that way. Cool. Exactly. Yeah. Dave, we should do it as a radio start. Maybe next Tuesday morning. <laughs> it'll be harsh. It'll be a bit of joy promotion. Is that the reason why we fought for marriage equality? Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a radio start. <laughs> uh, Lee Carney from the Human Rights Law Centre, thank you so much for joining us and congratulations. You can find more Joycast and show blogs. Go to joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.